Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. I'm Elliot Danker. It's now time for In the Spotlight. You know, there are a lot of sources of information online, right? It's become more and more difficult to make sense of what content is based on fact or half-truths or lies or fake news, as we tend to say. Now, the use of digital platforms to share things we believe to be true when they may not be can have a powerful ripple effect, influencing others to see them as facts. Now, that can be dangerous for children or even young people who can be persuaded to take on distorted views of the world that could cause them or others harm in the real world. And that danger also extends to brands as well. So how can brands defend themselves against fake news and misinformation? Well, on the line with me is Jeannie Ann O, Director for Asia PR Works. Jeannie, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great, Elliot, and it's always, always great to hear from you. Yes, we are old friends, and and, and it's been a long time since we (laughs) caught up. Uh, Asia PR Works is a multi-award winning agency uh, achieving excellence in work for clients across the Asia Pacific. Let's uh, start off, Jeannie, by talking about some of the trends in the current media landscape. Could you share some of your observations with us? I think um, everyone has said this, everyone before me and everyone after me from the console has said this to you, Elliot, and it's digital. Everything's gone digital, whether we are a traditional uh, long-time existing platform or if we are someone who's starting a new platform with a new media focus out here, we are all talking about digital. And the problem is that all things digital media landscape that we are in now is that there is so much noise, there is so much clutter. I can literally sit at TikTok and scroll to, through videos for an hour and I've been guilty of that as a mum. <laughs> yes, uh, we will now hear your confession, Jeannie. <laughs> no, but when we first got to know one another some 10 plus years ago, Asia PR Works was already trying to move into that digital arena. You guys engaged a lot of uh, bloggers to help publicize some of the events that you're doing. And that's that's just gone gone overdrive. Now, now you can have an Instagram influencer for that matter. Yes, and TikTok influencers and uh, whoever else is coming online, we are keeping watch on those very, very closely. But I think what matters is not just engaging them on their platforms and and having uh, a voice on these platforms. I think what the channels actually need, our brands actually need, rather, are channels that are strong and cohesive and that can actually interact well with their clients. So we can't just depend on, say, engaging or even um, sponsoring influencers or content creators to come and experience our brand. I think we need to have relationships with their clients as well. We need to have regular campaigns, frequent conversations, fun celebrations, and even... Mm. I would say even more importantly, personalization when it comes to engaging with our customers online. So let me give you an example. Let's say if I am a lifestyle furniture store, right? Mm -hmm. And in this age, you know, when do we buy furniture apart from your big occasions, you know, like Christmas, like Hari Raya, like Chinese New Year? If I'm a lifestyle furniture guy, I would say, hey, it's Valentine's. How about that cute little sofa you can cozy up with your loved one with their significant other? Okay. That's maybe my occasion-driven marketing mm. or my occasion-driven conversations. But then I can have fun with my brand too. I can I can reach out to people who are pet owners 
and run a fun campaign, a campaign that they can resonate with that says, hey, share your worst pet destro- uh, furniture destroying story by your pets, right? And then I can reach out to my database and say, wow, in line with this, just for my special cu- customers on my database, I can run a special promotion on that day. So this, on top of the fact that you're running a fun contest online for the general public, then adds on to your brand personality, adds on to the fact that, hey, this brand is ready to understand me and personalize campaigns to my needs. Mm. I think that establishment, some trust, some traction on your channel, then allows us to be very uh, believed or to let us have at least a platform to speak on when issues arise. Yeah, I need a new sofa. Pet destruction. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got pets too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go. But with everything you've described, it is the new world. Engagement is measured beyond just likes anymore. Quality or meaningful comments are very important as well. But what do we do when it comes to fake news or misinformation? Well, I think um, there uh, there is a balanced approach that my brands need to take when news breaks about an issue. I think that before the news even breaks, before they even start dealing with the issue that, you know, there's some information circulating online and we need to ascertain whether this happened, um, they need to take two steps back. They need to first, and this is one of the basic things that I always run, um, train, media training classes that I always run through with them during these classes, and that is, do you already have a process where you where you will react very quickly to set mm-hmm. up a team to deal with the issue? Okay. Do you have a process to say, hey, you know, we know who we need to activate for these sorts of issues. And when that team is together, do we know within that team what is the, the readiness of each person to be able to be my spokesperson if it's relevant to their department or their expertise? Okay. Do we know who's the decision maker in that room? And do we know then how then do we communicate the resolution or the fact-find outcome? And then we go to fact-finding. Right. So I think preparedness of the organization in dealing with fake news is something that I cannot emphasize more. Mm. You would classify fake news and, and misinformation as, as part of crisis management, would that be fair? Yes, or we rather call it an issue management because <laughs> it happens so frequently now. Mm. <laughs> I mean, anyone can go online anonymously, yeah, yeah. saying that they found an insect in, a, in food or in a bun or in a curry mm. pub that you bought, right? Mm, yeah. And then that becomes something that catches fire just because there's an insect in the food. And that fact finding mission must be very, very fast to react and fast to put any misinformation to rest. I'm quite curious about this fact-finding mission, right? It sounds quite quite mm. interesting because there has to be a sense of assessing what to engage, whether there's a need to engage or if this is just some person looking for a bit of attention in that sense. And this is why I love speaking with you, Elliot. You know exactly what's in my mind and what my <laughs> are all the time. I think it has changed a little bit, the nature okay. of social media as it was when we first met. And so what it is now, and I tell this to whoever will listen, mm. I think um, on, on the digital world, there is a huge group of people who are real, okay. who understand facts, who are able to disaffect fiction. So compared to in earlier days when, say, news breaks about contaminated food and we all believe it, I think there is a group, um, a growing group mm. that can discern what is real news and is fake news. And if you do scroll through comments on a post of that nature, 
and uh, in Singapore, we actually have dedicated pages for people to air the issues. Uh, I'm not going to name the yeah. pages, yeah. but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. And there are people who come in and say, oh, wow, this looks so photoshopped. Or, oh, mm. wow, this looks like you conveniently inserted something there, right? And I think that's a growing and more vocal group, and that's very important. Mm. Of course, um, the, the thing goes the other way. If it is a valid concern and the traction starts to build in a clearly fake out case or in a clearly um, in a clearly unreal case, we see that interest dies after a while, especially if some of these fair-minded logical comments are posted on that platform. For me as a brand or mm-hmm. for when I advise my clients, if the, the noise sort of dies off after a while and in the in the course of investigation, it has also been proven that it there is no way this could have happened. We will then assess whether we should let it die a natural death, right? Okay. Or we will then assess, okay, there is a grievance that we must address, especially if my staff is involved, especially mm. if my employer has been hurt. Oh, sorry, if my employee has been hurt. Mm. And then we will advise accordingly. But I think a lot of it has to do with the kind of traction, the kind of attention the kind of uh, mean-mindedness perhaps sometimes an employee may have suffered. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine like on a very micro level, individual social media influencers go through or, or content creators as they like to be called these days, go through that sort of crisis management and, and definitely this, uh, this, this sort of coaching can, can, can help them as well. You guys also have this thing called uh, Asia PR Works uh, Knowledge Studio. Could you tell us a little bit about that? APRW Limited, so we rebranded and we are not APRW Limited and we are very happy to be able to call ourselves that because um, like 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 you've known um, since 10 years ago, we've been evolving and we offer all kinds of communications now, so we are now integrated communications agency. So APRW recently, we launched Knowledge Studio and this is where we, we group all the training that we do for our different types of clients. They could be that board, they could be private clients, they could be S&B clients, but these are clients who have recognised that they would like to do better mm. at communicating with their publics. And um, they come to us and we organise all sorts of um, media training for them or communications awareness training for them mm-hmm. using our A-plus approach. Mm. This is a, a bit of an opinion question, I suppose, or, or, or just to tap into some of your experience. When brands try to get their media presence right, what are some of the common mistakes they make? Uh, okay. <laughs> I think sometimes brands have to be very candid when it comes to... The first but okay, let me just organize it, yeah? Okay. The first thought is always, is this campaign on brand, okay? And there's always a pull in two ways. When it comes to the comms team, I mean, I've been in-house before, I can understand the pain. Mm. There's always a pull to ways, right? If something is very much a trending topic and you want to be part of that hype and you jump on that bandwagon and then to your horror, you realize that nobody believed you or nobody can accept that you're on that bandwagon because it is just so off-brand. Right. So, for, yeah, I think that is something that is quite serious. So, for example, an investment firm can never, never, never be part of April Fool's Day. If you try and pull off an April Fool's Day, April Fool's Day prank, mm. like a Durex does, mm. I think that that's brand suicide, right. straight off. So, for example, right? I mean, that's a very simple example yeah, to understand. Yeah. yeah. Or even when it comes to selecting content creators, it actually is an art. Mm. Because you cannot choose a content creator that does not have the same values as you do. 
that does not have that. Um, if you are very open and honest and personable brand, you can't choose a content creator that you know is really a little bit on the more um, premium um, kind of lifestyle, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. First rule of thumb: don't, don't go off brand. Don't jump on it just because it's trending. Yes. Mm. Whether it's a trend, whether it's a campaign, whether it's a hyped up day, or mm. whether it's a content influencer, don't jump for the yeah. trend. Yeah, just like uh, what our parents always advise us, a thing before you talk. Same logic. <laughs> I've been speaking with Jeannie Ann O, director for APRW. Jeannie, I appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Monday evening. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.